All right, it is recording. Okay. All right. Oh man, we're back. We we're are. back, Nina. Oh my goodness. We it's we've both lived many lives in the time yeah, <laughs> since we since we last were here in the the stewed. Uh, I'm never gonna say that again. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It is spring, sort of. It is. It is. So, um, and also I, at least, I, that's one thing I feel like I, so I have also, if anyone has sent me an email uh, from before Christmas, you have probably not gotten a response to it. And I'm going to get back to you soon. But it was, it was, it was winter. You know what I mean, noon? noon, noon. I just called you noon. <laughs> You'll edit that out. We're really maybe I just realized it's like oh talking bad speaking hard I knew <laughs> we haven't I knew, done this in a really long time I knew we were gonna have to get back into the groove and that's okay um okay so is there anything else we want to say anything else about general vibes I haven't been feeling well for a really yeah. long time and yeah. then I've also been having these very like oh god like here because this was something that you were going to recommend at once I think you mentioned mm-hmm. it in one of the earlier episodes the novel The Dead Avocado yes, by Elaine Chandy Dundee Dundee sorry Dundee. Elaine Dundee you can always remember um, it because it's like Dead Avocado Dundee Dundee I before I got it I <laughs> was just like in this crazy mood where I would be reading or watching TV and would just like take it so personally if I thought it wasn't good. Like I was like some kind of mad king, like you dare waste my mortal minutes and not satisfy me. Oh, just like I started reading this novel and I was expecting to love it. And I just from the jump, like could not handle it. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching this TV show that everyone was talking about. And then I was like, okay. And then no, it was just so stupid. I had like a palate cleanser with a dud avocado. And it, oh, it was just like, it really reset me. And then last <laughs> night, not to, not to take away from the dud avocado and why it's such mm-hmm. a great novel. I watched Godzilla versus Kong. Oh my goodness. How was it? I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. Have there been things since like during our break that have like, I don't know, the things you've liked or new habits or things that you started that yes. you enjoy? I mean, so right now, Nina, I would say I'm on like an upswing. I don't want to commit to it being like, I'm just doing great now. But part of it has been like very small habits that have made things easier for me. And like, I have a little notebook and every day I get to like cross off that I did a good thing. But a lot of the ones have been really simple and basic. Like I've started making my bed, washing the dishes, flossing, you know, it's just little tiny things that I do think have made me um, generally feel better. Also, I did briefly try and watch this show. It's a French show. It's called A French Village. It is about a village in um, the Jura uh, under the German occupation. And let's just say, I mean, A, there's no way you could sugarcoat this. Right. You can't really. I mean, like there presumably are still people who were alive and remember this, but I'll just say in the first episode, in the first episode, like school children get shot and killed by a German plane. 
And you're like, okay. And I feel like thus far, ever, there's either been like somebody killed or sent off to prison. I don't know why I brought this up, but the thing that has been useful to me, actually that I do <laughs> love, sorry. I had to warm myself up. Uh, so, uh, you know, as I've been studying French and a thing I've recently done is I've been reading a lot of, so A, there's the Lupin series that I watched and you watched and we both liked. And I've been watching the books that like, it's sort of based on, but obviously it's very different because, um, you know, it's the books are from like the late, 19th and early 20th century or that's when they're set so like clearly like they've made it very different to be in like a modern multicultural uh France but still they are very fun and they're like Sherlock Holmes but French and he's like a thief instead of a detective and in fact there are these series where it's like basically a crossover between Sherlock Holmes and Arsene Lupin but like obviously they can't but they can't get copyright so he refers to that him as Sherlock Holmes <laughs> but in all other ways, he is just Sherlock Holmes. But there's like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Let's start. Out. Like we're gonna, we have recommendations. That is the point of this podcast and chatting, chatting and recommendations. Do you want me to go first? If you would like you to go, go first, I don't know. Anyway. I do not. Okay, well, so here's the thing, yeah, because we've all been through some tough times. You know, it's been a rough, it's been a rough time. So I thought to re-engage, I'm going with something that I feel is just like pure pleasure for the most part, or I'm hoping it's pure pleasure. You may hate it. We never know. Now that you told me about like your experience with things not being good, I don't know. But anyway, so also, so as you recall, way back in the day, I recommended a Preston Sturges movie to you, uh, The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, which I had special reasons to give that to you. But at the same time, it is an interesting entry point in his you know, oeuvre or body of work, because it does, you know, like, as we discussed, I think on the podcast, it takes, you have to be in the pocket. You have to be in a certain space. Although this one, that is not the case. This is just like, you should, I feel like everyone should immediately love it. And it is the Palm Beach story. So I could do the Lady Eve, which is also his most famous, but I actually think the Palm Beach story on some level is even smoother. Like it, it, it maybe isn't as ambitious as the Lady Eve, but it's just really, delightful i had rewatched it it's on the criterion channel just log into that sucker it's like a, it's less than 90 minutes and it has so it has joel mccray do you know joel mccray no but so can i use your account <laughs> of course yeah i already sent you the password thank you oh right oh you're gonna have sorry you you're gonna have to send me that again okay i'll send you that again no worries yeah Thanks. actually it's one thing that i've shared my criterion should never listen to this but i've sent it to at least like one other person and sometimes i'll log in and be like someone else has been watching and i'm like that's great um you know i feel like i'm really getting my money's worth that other people are also being um enjoying this anyway so but also the lady eve is also on there right now like eight surges films are on there if you get if you get the if you get the vibe um so joe mccray is like I really like him as an old time actor. I he's sort of like in this space like i don't want to describe him as like a poor man's gary cooper or like a proto William Holden, but I'm not saying he isn't those things. Like, okay. you know, I think when you see him, he's kind of tall, he's kind of lanky, he's got this like square jaw. Like he just feels like a face that honestly like happened a lot back in the day. But he's in a movie actually, a movie I really like with him is uh, called more, The More the Merrier. Um, and he is in Sullivan's Travels, which is actually another Sturgis film that like is maybe one of his most famous because Veronica Lake is in it. And it's when her hair is, you know, that like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, but I will say the thing about the thing about Sullivan's Travels is it is like very like it's in many ways like bleak like because the whole thing is that he's like this movie producer and there is all you know this kind of like satire of Hollywood that if you watch it feels very contemporary, 
But then he goes out and is sort of like, I don't know if he's pretending to be a bum or something, but like, he's just among like all these kind of like migrants and, and things that it is very just like, you're like, yeah, you know, like it is very like, like the, the, the tone kind of goes like mm. pretty significant shifts that you don't see, I don't think is often in American movies. Like I think, honestly, I feel like France, like I have watched romantic comedies from France that I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> Something got real there, you know? Um, but anyway, so instead the Palm Beach story, it is Joel McRae and Claudette Colbert. And they're just sort of like, I don't know, they're just these married people who like kind of, I mean, it's like a lot of these screwball romantic comedies where people kind of like try to get divorced but they're just too into <laughs> each other, you know? Like that, I mean, that yeah. is the basic thing is like, and also it is, I watched it again. It's like a very sexy movie. Like not like in Miracle of Morgan's Creek, they have to be sort of like, all they can't say. Whereas in this one, A, they are married so they can be a little bit more explicit, but it is, that is the general gist is they're just too into each other. So that on some level their divorce cannot happen or, but they're a true love, a true love story. In many ways, yes. It's sort of like that they're at, like for practical reasons, like that's the thing she's like, because he's kind of a crackpot like or inventor. He has these ideas, but he's not been able to put them uh, into play. And she's just sort of like, I guess you could say uh, accustomed to a certain, you know, like style of living, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, if you didn't have a wife, you could just like live in your office or do whatever. So, but now what I really feel is actually the, the gem of this movie that I really think is really interesting is um, Rudy Valley. Do you know Rudy Valley? I do not. So he was like a crooner. Like he was a really famous crooner in, I guess, the the 30s or so. And so he plays like, again, like as they try and get divorced, they go off and try and seek out these new partners. And he's sort of the one that she meets. And he's this like really rich man who wears these little dorky glasses. Like Rudy Valley was like, I think he sang a lot of romantic songs, but he's like not traditionally handsome. He's a real, like, he's a real dork. Um, but he's extremely endearing in this movie. Um, and fun. So I feel like he kind of steals the show. Like, I think I will actually, I want you to, I want your opinion about Joel McRae's character. Cause I think he's a little bit, he's a little bit glum in this one. He's a little like, okay. mm, and you're like, and you're like, cheer up, man, you know, whatever. But yeah, so it's like some, a little bit of like, you know, mistaken identity. Um, but yeah, it's just like, they go to Palm beach, they're trying to get divorced, but they're not going to be able to. <laughs> and I don't think there, I also used to try and check for these things and warn people. I don't think there are any unfortunate cultural stereotypes that happen to pop up. I think there's none of that. All right, old I'm movies, excited. I always old movies always can kind of do that. But yeah. So it's just a tight 90 minutes. I think you'll enjoy it. Anyway, that's my feel like. So what? Okay, so now what are you gonna have me watch? What, okay, or what listen well, to read? Whatever. Well, I am going off track here because I originally, and I told you what I was gonna wreck to you. I was originally going to give you the French film Rust and mm-hmm. Bone with yes. uh Marianne Cotillard. I think it came out in 2012. I decided not to give that to you. Okay. All right. And I realized the main reason why I wanted to give you that film, other than being like, you know, like so many French things for me where I'm like, is this good or is this French? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that film. Uh, she is amazing at it. Cotillard is, she's so good. And I mean, it film. won. It won like the Palme d'Or, I think, because you because we should be yeah. clear to listeners. Like this movie and another French movie I have are sort of like the basis for why this podcast exists. Right. This and one day like, we'll get to them. Yeah. One day we'll get to them. One day, um, in an episode entitled "Is This Good or Is It French?" <laughs> just, just French. Yeah. I, yeah, and then I realized a lot of the reason why I wanted to give this to you is because I wanted to read you parts of this review that had this hilarious 
hilarious turn of phrase of like the uh, accident that befalls Cochillard's mm-hmm. um, character, and it is described as an orca-related incident. <laughs> and I cannot find that review now. Oh no! It just like part of me is like, because oh, I could have sworn it was from the Guardian, and I'm like, did they go back and edit this? Which like I kind of get wrote it I, being like, this is absurd. Can you please? Can you please? Well. At the time, there's all this discourse about, like, review spoiling what happens Mm -hmm. to Cotillard's character. And they're like, that's such a huge spoiler. It ruins, like, this part of the film, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's why the reviewer wrote an orca-related incident. Because honestly, it reminds me a little <laughs> of like the like, you know, the language of police shootings where they're like an officer involved shooting. It's like an orca-involved right. shooting. Or what an orca-involved orca orca? incident. <laughs> it's like, what did the orca do? Is this trying to like remove culpability from the orca? It's like, it's just one of those like, yeah. Or in this case, it's like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I have to be somewhat within the vicinity of like what happens to no. this character. But uh, yeah, I can't find that review. Oh, man. And it kind of bummed me out. So I'm not giving it to you. That's fair. Okay. I'm going to watch it at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I've talked about it enough with you where I'm just like, eventually we'll get there. But um, all right. So I'm giving you this vegetable dish. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm excited. That is springish. But also it's like part of what I consider a true meal, and it is this lifestyle, or I guess not lifestyle, but it's a way of eating with banchan, which just Mm -hmm. are these side dishes in most traditional Korean meals. And it's, oh, like, you know me, like, you've known me a while, and you know me, like, Mm -hmm. I'm very into sides, I'm very into, like, condiments, and, like, having a variety. And it's because Mm -hmm. I grew up eating this way, where, like, you'd have your rice, you'd have your soup, you'd have your like main thing and then a bunch of side dishes mm-hmm. and like tapas this almost. is a, kind of yeah but obviously tapas are the whole thing but this is on the side yeah this is with a meal whereas like i think tapas is just kind of like a yeah snack, you are just right? you are just eat or or in theory you just get like a mul- multiple of them and that becomes a meal and like it's shared yeah, banchan is just like, this is like, it's often like when people go to Korean restaurants for the first time, they're like, oh, I just got all this free food. It's like, no, no, friend. This, it comes with your meal. If you're going to a Korean restaurant and they give you zero banchan, they're scamming you. Okay. <laughs> so, and you know, I, I give them a little bit of respect if they do. Yeah. In these they're, times. They're, yeah. But um, yeah, so banchan. So, uh, so like kimchi is technically like a banchan, can be banchan. Mm-hmm. It's just like side dishes. And there are all these like more traditional like pickles and like certain things. But I'm giving you just like broad category. It's kind of like, it's more of a method than it is an actual recipe. Mm-hmm. So this is called, so namul is vegetable in mm-hmm. Korean. And then muchim means to like mix, to kind of like, sorry, I'm doing this like claw motion at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like imagine, you know, at, at showbiz pizza or like in one of those little things where you go down to grab the stuffed animal you know she's making that motion it's not like you're stirring cake batter it's like you're mixing with your hands mm-hmm. and so namur muchim is like just basically any kind of like vegetable that's been like marinated in like a simple dressing and so i'm giving you an asparagus muchim okay yeah so you're going to steam Oh, sorry. You're going to blanch 
asparagus, mm-hmm. which like you're going to put asparagus in boiling water for a little bit of time until it turns like a nice bright green color. And then you would immediately dunk it in ice water. Oh, do you have ice? Do you have an ice yeah. machine? Okay. I don't have an ice machine, but I am. I actually, so another thing of my small habits, I've been refilling my ice things at great okay. intervals. So you let, after you um, take out the asparagus from the boiling water, you put in ice cold water and you mm-hmm. let it hang out there. So it stops cooking. You don't mm-hmm. want them to be completely cooked. You want them mm-hmm. to have a little bit of that rawness, a little bit of that bite to like it. A little crunch, not quite a crunch, but like mm-hmm. firmness. And then after you, like it's had its like cold water soak, um, depending, show me your asparagus when you buy it from the store. Okay. Depending on how thick it is, I'll show you like how my mom would, how my mom usually chops it. Basically, you're going to cut up the asparagus and then you're going to put just a really simple dressing of, oh, Sorry, I just realized like this is simple for me because we have like a very like stocked like Korean food item pantry. But do you do you actually want to do this? Because you might have to buy stuff. I like... mean, I haven't gone to the Asian market in a while. So okay, maybe it's time you... for a trip. So you'll have to buy gochugaru, which is like the red chili flake. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to buy gochujang, which is the sauce that's made from gochugaru. Okay. You'll need soy sauce. Got that. Okay, you'll need a lot of garlic. Got that. Fresh, um, oh, sorry, wait. Gochugaru, gochujang, soy sauce, um, garlic. Oh, green onions. Mm-hmm, love them. And a little bit of vinegar. You can use um, mm-hmm. just like plain white wine, white wine vinegar. I think I have that. And that's it. You just like mix that. You mix the sauce mm-hmm. separately. In a separate bowl, and then you pour it over the asparagus, and then you do your little claw mm-hmm. muchim, mm-hmm. and that's and it. You eat it, and you eat it. Yeah, and just uh, like asparagus is such a good spring vegetable. I'm just very yes. into, just realize again, like once again, food is really my most consistent joy. Um, but it's just like I'm so excited for food. Like I'm so excited for our gardens and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just wanted to share some of that. Yes, that is something I should say also about my recent like upswing is partially because Nina was very insistent that I should eat more fruit. And thus, I've been eating a lot of oranges and now lately I've been eating a lot of blood oranges. And I love those. You have a rice cooker now. So I do. That with like Thanks to my stepmother. Rice. She got you a really good one too. It's so cute and it makes this little sound. Like when Mm -hmm. you started, it makes a little chime, like a little, like it plays like a song and I'm like, I love it. So that with uh, white rice is really good. The thing with like banchan is like, God, because it's like, even when I lived like on my own, like I would still have some kind of banchan. Obviously my mom's is amazing, but it's just like, I hope this dish like opens you up to the opportunity to think about having little side dishes. Because it's also like one of the ways, like most of my vegetable intake comes from eating banchan mm-hmm. and just because of that way of eating I do eat seasonally because we just like we always have some type of greens but I thought asparagus would be like it's a spring vegetable it's like easy for you to find mm-hmm. and then if you don't mind getting like these extra like Korean oh, pantry stuff mm-hmm. then like and also this stuff is like it won't go bad and I if you have like if you have gochugaru and you have gochujang, I have like so many other recipes. Yeah, no, that's what's exciting. 
so yeah, that's my recommendation. All right. This- I'm down. I'm stoked. Um, you know, cause actually sure. sides are something I need to work on. I just like it. I just like okay. eating that way. And like, to me, it's not really a meal. Mm-hmm. My mom and I consistently have this conversation <laughs> where like, we know, but we don't where my mom was like, so what do white, like how do white people eat day to day? Like we are familiar with your celebration foods with like your <laughs> holiday foods. Like we love Thanksgiving. We love a Christmas ham. We love like, you know, like an Easter roast. Like we know like the big meals, but like day to day, Mm-hmm. we're just like we don't know but I think like for me I think a very classic white person meal is like chicken breast mashed potatoes some green beans really I mean I don't eat it I have not eaten that in years maybe but like I mean because it's sort of like taking parts of like what our our celebration meals are you know mashed potatoes is always yeah. at my Thanksgiving there's you know so it's sort of like that but like then with some kind of protein but also I mean I could think my mom I could send you some recipes like oh there's this one casserole that my mom made other time literally you know what its name is husband's delight i think it must have originally come out of some women's magazine it goes against my creed so and again i like will like add this like this is not how all korean people eat or how all korean people conceive yeah i should also be like i'm not speaking for all white people when i mention husband's delight (laughs) (laughs) i think now i'm i'm gaining much more confidence i think in my cooking overall like about like and a little bit of like um you know, improvising a little bit and understanding. I think to me, the next thing is kind of timing of multiple different pieces. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. It's an approach. It's a method. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It is my ministry. It is my ministry. (laughs) All right. It is your ministry. We just set up our own garden and put in some lettuce. We like put in a tomato plant, which hopefully Mm -hmm. we didn't do too early. The lettuce is doing amazing already. And I like begin my morning drinking my green tea and like looking out the window. And if a bird comes anywhere near the lettuce, I chase them away. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Cause I was almost like, oh yeah, how meditative. And then I'm like, oh no, but you're, you're like, you're like, you know, my mom was like, oh, look at my daughter, peaceful, content. And then I'm like, hey, 